Welcome to Backstory, the show that explains the history behind today's headlines. I'm Brian Bella. I'm Ed Ayers. And I'm Nathan Connolly. If you're new to the podcast, we're all historians. And each week we explore the history of one topic that's been in the news. Brian and Ed, if I were to ask you two to name famous millionaires from the 19th century, who would you say? Well, first I'd ask you not to, Nathan, (laughs) but if I really had to answer the question, I'd say John Jacob Astor, the real estate mogul. I'd say Cornelius Vanderbilt. I mean, even his name sounds like a million bucks. (laughs) Well, that's right. Now, those two are both famous white millionaires, but what if I told you there was actually someone else, someone just as successful, who belongs in the same breath as a Vanderbilt or an Astor? His name is Jeremiah Hamilton. And he happens to be one of the first African-American millionaires in history. He amassed his wealth in the 19th century in New York City. And he was a brilliant businessman. And like many of those businessmen, his dealings weren't always above board. So we're going to start off this story off the coast of Port-au-Prince in the 1820s in Haiti, where Hamilton undertakes a scheme of forging Haitian currency. A consortium of New York merchants in 1828 gets a load of counterfeit currency, and Hamilton's only about 20 years old. That's historian Shane White. He's in charge of, and he's black, so he's running it down to the Black Republic, uh, right. Haiti. And I, ironically, they, they get caught because the counterfeits are too good. There's, there's too much silver in the coins because mm. Haiti, Haiti is, is uh, watering down their, their currency as they're being sort of uh, uh, screwed, basically, by, by right. France. Um, right. And they're having to pay huge, huge debts. So Americans, basically, A, they're trying to make money, and B, in the back of their minds, they know they're completely and utterly undermining the other republic in the, in the hemisphere, the black republic, and they get Jeremiah Hamilton as their front man. And so... They get caught down there, and he sort of runs away uh, and ends up being sort of sheltered by black fishermen around Port-au-Prince Harbour for a day or two before he gets on a boat and goes back to New York City. Now, how did he manage to go from this experience into the world of finance? Well, again, you've got to finance sort of sounds really sort of highfalutin. (laughs) We've got to remember that... This is the free market untrammeled by any regulation in any way, shape or form. You could get away with murder on pretty much on uh, financial murder on, on Wall Street. Mm. So he actually, Jeremy Hamilton, Hamilton struggles when he first, he moves to New York City in probably 1833 or 34 and he struggles for a bit, but he actually finds his financial feet by again engaging in what you could argue is a very American enterprise. He over-insures boats with insurance companies and then arranged to sink them and claim mm. the insurance. Um, mm. And then as now, many people thought that if you ripped off an insurance company, that's not really theft. But right. going to the point of insuring and then sinking uh, boats is most people would concede that was over the line. And in fact, the American insurance industry in New York starts to form an association in part to stop people like Jeremiah Hamilton sort of ripping off the insurance companies. So that so you have insurance companies organizing to basically create their own regulations to keep people like Hamilton out of the game. Yep. So there's actually a court case in 1835 or 36 in which one of the witnesses plaintively says, 
we have met and we've we got a regu- not a regulation, we've agreed amongst ourselves that no one will insure Jeremiah Hamilton for anything. Mm. Um, but Hamilton had arranged through a proxy that they had insured him. And so he was getting around their regulations. It's, it's primitive the way these, associ- these insurance companies are associating with one another, but they're beginning to try to regulate the industry to stop uh, whole-scale fraud. And also they get more and more involved the insurance company has to agree on who the captain can be on boats and stuff. They're getting more and more involved in the way the shipping business is being run out of New York. So, so one of the stories then about the origins of regulation actually begin from these small associations, in effect. Yes, it does. Um, I, I find it interesting that this African-American guy is involved in in that these institutions, insurance companies, uh, end up basically black banning uh, him, the insurance industry, and then the secondary stock exchange later on in 1846, it passes a regulation, tries to pass a regulation saying anyone who buys or sells shares from Jeremiah Hamilton will be expelled from the stock exchange. So at least, <laughs> so, so the interesting thing is that the, the, the playing field is not level. Uh, he's known as the Prince of Darkness. So he's, he's known as being black. And, and, and satanic, and by, by their estimation, I guess, in terms of the double meaning of that word. Yep. Uh, <laughs> so, yes. So, so it's a, it's, you know, it's a, re- that's a retrograde nickname. And yeah. he had a reputation for being slippery, fast and loose. 